We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Running back. It's a little bit too cheap. A high upside wide receiver in a good spot. What team am I loading up on big time this week? And I have a stud that's going completely overlooked this week. Who are we talking about? Belly up to the Fantasy Bar and find out. Welcome back, guys. Week 11 edition Beers Daily Fantasy Six Pack back here once again in the friendly confines of the Fantasy Bar. Six of my favorite plays for you, as always, fresh off the tap. Pull up that bar stool and let's dive in. Before we look at week 11, let's take a look back at week 10. A pretty solid week here over on Yahoo. Got everybody to double digit fantasy points. Big game there for Aaron Jones. Helped us out. My OJ Howard addiction will continue as he found the end zone. The disappointment here, Drew Brees, of course. Michael Thomas still getting there for us. Brees, definitely disappointment, but don't be afraid to go back to him here this week in DFS. All right, let's dive into week 11, our first play on the board. We're going to go to running back with Leonard Fournette, $23. So a little bit too cheap here. In fact, cheapest price we've had on Leonard Fournette over on Yahoo since early October. So let's take advantage of it, and let's not dwell on that last game. The game kind of got away from them. You saw a lot of Ryquel Armstead there towards the end of the game. So I'm not going to hold that one against him. Outside of that game, been pretty consistent with the touches, the targets. Everything is there. And I'm not worried about the change to Nick Foles. You know, anything, it's a lateral move from Minshew to Foles or maybe even a little bit better. And the Colts, yes, fantasy points, they look good. But when you dig a little bit deeper and go to VVOA, 23rd against the run this season. So... So we have a good matchup here, a very favorable price, and a guy that's not priced like the workhorse that he should be, Leonard Fournette, leading us off here at $23. All right, let's go to the wide receiver position. Promise you a high upside play. We're going with Marquise Hollywood-Brown, $22. So a lot of combinations here I think are important as far as ownership goes. First of all, you have the questionable tag. A lot of people build lineups early in the week. They don't come back and adjust it. Nobody's going to put him in those lineups. The price, a little bit higher than you'd expect 
on Hollywood Brown. So sometimes paying a little bit more than the average bear would pay gonna make you contrarian. And the lackluster box scores gonna help us out as well. No huge games for Hollywood Brown lately. We know the masses want, what have you done for me lately? So it hasn't been a lot there for Marquise Brown, but let's look at this matchup with Houston. I think this is going to be a very fun game to watch. Lamar Jackson against Deshaun Watson going to be must-see TV for me, but and this Houston defense going to be a target for me, specifically that secondary. They just have not been good. A lot of injuries on that defense. They lost J.J. Watt. A lot of pieces in the secondary banged up, but they have not been good against wide receivers. Fifth most fantasy points allowed to that position. They have not been good against passes down the field as well. Eighth most 20 plus yard receptions allowed. That's the bread and butter of Marquise Hollywood Brown getting behind the defense and making those big plays happen. So I think that's exactly what we're going to get this week. A big play out of him. Big game here. Big stage. I think he's going to shine big time. Huge day here. Hollywood Brown. Pay that $22 price tag and don't think twice about it. All right, let's save you some money, help you pay that price on Brown. Let's go to tight end, minimum price here, Ross Dwelly of the Niners. So George Kittle, as of this recording, doubtful to play. They came out and said he's not going to play. They backtracked on that a little bit. But if you think about it, they're huge home favorites here against Arizona. Next week, huge showdown with the Packers on Sunday Night Football. Would make sense to give George Kittle another week to rest. So I think that's what's going to happen here. That means Ross Dwelly back in our life. Seven targets last week was very encouraging. We get anything close to that, we'll take it all day long at minimum price and at this point anybody can score a touchdown against this Cardinals defense playing tight end hell like it says your mom your grandma anybody can line up and score and I think Ross Dwelly gets it done for us here minimum price lock and load for me against this Cardinals defense so we like Ross Dwelly that means we like his quarterback as well we're going to pair him up with Jimmy Garoppolo $30 so normally you get receivers quarterback pairings we're gonna go tight end quarterback here Garoppolo last time these two teams played just a couple weeks ago season high in passing yards through four touchdowns in that game was also a season high and you guessed it season high in fantasy points as well almost 30 fantasy points for Garoppolo in that matchup and you think about it this team's been terrible against quarterbacks so not a shocker that everybody's putting up numbers against them in fact nobody has allowed more fantasy production to the position than the Arizona Cardinals Niners second highest projected team total on the slate surprisingly behind the Oakland Raiders here but four touchdowns projected here for Jimmy Garoppolo through four last game against them if we even get three happy with that but an easy play for me Jimmy Garoppolo in a great matchup here with the Arizona Cardinals all right moving on guess what we're not done with the Niners we're going to give you another pairing here a little trifecta with wide receiver Debo Samuel $13 so when you have a smash spot like this, it's okay to use multiple pass catchers. And I think people are so tied to just using one. No issues here using two, especially when they're cheap. Think about it. We get this whole combo for $53, all three of them. So Samuel lock and load for me in all formats. We already mentioned Kittle, likely not playing. Manny Sanders also banged up. Really don't care if he plays or not. If he's out, it makes this play even easier. If he's in, I think all it's going to do is help lower the ownership some here on Debo Samuel. So in play regardless last week season high in receptions targets receiving yards arizona we've mentioned terrible against tight ends terrible against quarterbacks not much better against wide receivers 23rd fantasy points allowed to that position debo samuel really starting to come on here late in the season 13 dollars 
just way too cheap here. Take advantage and plug him in those lineups here in week 11. All right, it's time to take a look at my favorite play on the slate. But before I do that, guys, need a few things from you. First of all, subscribe to the channel. Then you'll know when the videos are coming out. We've got the FanDuel DraftKings NFL video, this Yahoo video, a couple NBA videos a week. So that helps make life easier. And hit that bell, get notified. Also, you enjoy your time here in the Fantasy Bar. Never going to ask you to send me money, PayPal me money like a lot of these clowns out here. Just want you to hit that thumbs up button, guys. That tells me you're enjoying your time here in the Fantasy Bar and you like stopping by and checking out the videos. And as a thank you, we're going to continue the Beast of the Week contest. Closest guest in Fantasy Points to my Beast of the Week. Going to win a free week of Roto-Grinders Premium. Gives you access to projections, articles, everything we have on the site. Or if you're already a loyal subscriber, yeah, we'll ship you a free Roto-Grinders t-shirt. So, fantasy points in the comment section. Who are we guessing on? Well, let's take a look. My favorite play, you know Mass, the Beast of the Week. All right, Beast time, and I promised you a stud that's going completely overlooked. We're going to go to the running back position with Ezekiel Elliott, $34 this week's Beast of the Week. So early run of ownership projections, really surprising here. Christian McCaffrey, not surprising he's up there. Dalvin Cook, not surprising he's up there. Very surprised at where Ezekiel Elliott lands. Looks like he's going to be a fraction of the ownership of those two guys. And if you're playing either of those guys, not going to tell you you're doing it wrong. But in tournaments, sometimes we want to get different. We want guys with a similar ceiling. I think Zeke can provide that here in this matchup. But let's take a look at some of the numbers here. Averaging 26 and a half touches per game over the last month. So we know he's a workhorse. Now, when you're closing in on 30 touches a week, you're getting it done. Detroit, great matchup here. Bottom three in fantasy points allowed to the running back position. Receiving yards allowed, which we know Zeke, a big part of the receiving game here for Dallas, and also touchdowns allowed. Dallas going to be pissed coming off that last game against Minnesota. I think they come into Detroit and they hammer this team and they hammer how with their workhorse stud running back, Ezekiel Elliott, shockingly, way under-owned this week. Don't be that guy. Get him in those lineups. But Zeke, easily my favorite play on Yahoo in this week's Beast of the Week. All right, that'll wrap us up here for Week 11 in the Fantasy Bar. Guys, you got any comments, questions, feedback, get in that comment section. Leave your guess for Fantasy Points on Yahoo for Ezekiel Elliott. You can also get over to Twitter and follow me at BeermakersFan. Also, don't forget, go check out the podcast stream over on Roto Grinders for more expanded thoughts on the main slate with Head Chopper, Notorious, and myself, the DFS OGs podcast, talking everything, having some fun, breaking down the games, betting lines, picks. Go check it out, guys, over on RG. For RotoGrinders.com, I am Beer Sansalu. Best of luck here in week 11, guys. And we'll see you next week. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos playlist.
what is going on here, Dean? That's Dean Seven. I know four. If you want to get all technical on me, of course, this is a. I've been completely derailed. Our pre-show conversation has thrown me off. Think of another take of this, or are we live? Are we doing it live? I think we're doing I it live. I think we're live. As yes. in Devin said, we were live. Yeah, well, it's 520 in the East Coast, 220 in the West Coast, 420 Tennessee time, which of course, of course, it means it's time for the flagship show here at Roto Grinders. It's called Grinders Live. It's sponsored by Fantasy Draft today. And joining me today, already with the worst take, I can't imagine the worst take being dropped uh, on the show, but it's a Grant Neifer. If you want to share with the people, feel free to do something. But, uh, what's up, Grant? How's Friday treating you? How was it the worst take? Uh, Home Improvement's a very good show. <laughs> Hence why it was what the most syndicated show up until 2007. Okay, yeah, because the people know what's good. Like, you know, Nickelback sells a lot of albums, too. Are they the greatest band yeah, of all Dean, time? Yeah, Dean, I don't know if you know this, but the judgment of what's good is by success. Dean, no, that's, that's... Yes. What, what, what's better? What's better, huh? What's a better judge of <laughs> if something's good? An ear? Eyes? Body yeah, well, everyone's ears and eyes are different, Dean. And so yes. what makes something popular is a larger group of ears and eyes like listening or watching something. So based on popularity is how something is judged as being good or not. And Kyle, uh, you're joining us as well. And you're, you feel loyal to Tim Allen because he's, he's from your, you guys went to the same school. So you're, you're on team to home improvement as well. This will be argued yeah. about for five minutes before the show. It was a good time. Taking you guys behind the scenes. Yeah, I'm, I'm more so team Tim Allen. I think, you know, he's just overall funny guy. And I like his new show too, Last Man Standing. So, you know, I, you know, I just can't hate on him. And then we heard that he went to prison and he kind of manifested himself there. So he, he's a true ground-up story guy. You can't hate on it. I'm not hating on him. I'm just saying, like, I think there's better. We're in the golden age of television in 2019. Like, it's it's so good. There's so many good options. And to sit there and watch Home Improvement, like, on a, you know, Tuesday night, I just can't imagine. But, hey, uh, it's an eight-game NBA slate. We don't, we'll, we'll save that for a different podcast, I suppose. <laughs> Yeah, fair. I mean, plus, who's watching uh, TV on Tuesday and Fridays? We got NBA basketball to watch. Let's just do that instead. You know NBA basketball is on TV. Yeah, I, I understand. Yeah, of course. I was, I, was, I was more referring to Kyle. Who's watching TV when we watch basketball on a TV? <laughs> I mean, TV? I said TV shows, by the way. I didn't say TV. I said TV shows. You can watch on an iPad. Get, get I mean, that. Okay, whatever. You guys get the point. <laughs> well, Kyle's new. He's, he's been here long enough. We don't have to keep on hazing him, Grant. Come on, lay up. Uh, it doesn't Grant. matter if he's been here. How I still haze you. That's You're fair. like what seven years old? Have been here since the thirties. Uh, yeah, I was here around there. when Home Improvement was actually like on television, uh, like in <laughs> real times. But uh, yeah, sorry you a- don't like it because you were fifty years old then. <laughs> the guy behind the uh, the wood, the the, the, uh, the fence, kind of creeped me out. Oh, he was hilarious, Wilson. He really wasn't. <laughs> what was hilarious about that guy? Because you couldn't see half his face and he'd say funny things. Yeah. I'm just, I mean, all right. We'll save that for another show, I suppose. <laughs> Eight games late going down tonight. Body uh, body parts dropped right before the show started as well, too, which is worth mentioning. Uh, as far as my list, uh, what I had earlier today, Clint Capella, he's out with his head. Uh, Westbrook. They say he's going to rest either tonight or tomorrow. Indications are he's going to play tonight and probably not play tomorrow night. Nothing official on that just yet. I want to get that official, but that's our early indications, what we've seen. Uh, Robert Williams, he's going to play with his ankle. He's probable. Daniel Tice, he's got a hand. He's going to play with that hand. Uh, Dogo is back with his hand as well. Uh, Miles Turner and Lamb both have ankles. Both can't play. Rose and Griffin are back from the rest. Anthony Davis has both ribs and a shoulder, despite both those body parts. He's expected to play. He's probable KCP. 
probable his ankle and Rajon Rondo expected back tonight from his rest. Dwayne Bacon has a knee. He is probable with that knee. Uh, Isaac was just scratched before the show. Bacon, oh, what, Bacon's what ruled you, out. When did that happen? Just like, like 30 seconds ago. ago. Oh, yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you for staying on top of things for us. And No problem. What are they doing? Why would you rule the guy in if you're going to roll him out like three seconds later? Huh. Probably one more, I suppose. Uh, yeah, all right. So Bacon's out with his knee. Isaac is out with his ankle. And Wiggins is out for personal reasons. That's a big one, too, which we'll talk about as well. Uh, Grant, on the fly, talk to me. What, what are we doing with these body parts? Um, mostly venting and anger. And then once that's done, just playing cat. Playing a bunch of him. Um, it's a little bit interesting what to do with the Isaac news now. Like, I still don't know if that – like, we have so many guys out. We have so many different good spots. We have so many high pace spots. Like, so many different plays on this slate. That I don't think the Isaac news really affects – me much either way um in the bacon news i don't know if that really affects me too much either way so in terms of body parts it's really just wiggins that has changed everything outside of the guys that are already out obviously capella being out because of big boost to both or to westbrook and a little bit of a boost to harden if westbrook gets ruled out later it gives a giant boost to harden like still waiting on some news um they could potentially change it but as of right now, it's it's just the Wiggins news has completely blown up my entire plan for the slate and made it super chalky, I'm assuming. Uh, well, there's a lot, depending on where you're shopping. Of course, Fantasy Draft and DK have similar price points, and there's so many good plays out there as far as, you know, years past. It seems like guys are like 10% off, basically. Uh, every, everything must go. Uh, we do have news that Alfred Camino is going to draw the start there, and I don't think I want to play Alfred Camino. He's probably going to play, what, you know, 24 to 27 minutes or something like that. I'm probably more – interested and if i'm gonna if i'm gonna ship to somebody in orlando kyle and we'll talk about that game in a second in depth we'll obviously break them down uh, game by game i think ross is elevated he probably grabs a, grabs a few extra minutes is are you with me in that if you're gonna play one of those orlando pieces you don't have to play any but if you are it's probably ross that's more important or more interesting for me yeah i think ross will get the the minutes boost um i don't even know if west of Wundu is with the team right now <laughs> um but if he is i would assume he would grab a couple minutes another guy who you know could I guess unsuspectingly for some people, grabs extra minutes is Michael Carter Williams. They've been playing him, you know, as the secondary uh, ball handler, you know, with alongside Augustine or Fultz, whoever's you know on the court at that time. So I wouldn't you know be surprised to see him maybe pick up an extra few minutes. Um, and he's been you know getting near twenty minutes, fifteen to twenty minutes most games this past you know week or so. So I think he might you know grab a few extra. But overall, I think him and Ross are the two uh, main guys that get slight upticks in minutes. All right, before we dive in and break it down game by game, game, we do want to mention, of course, what's going down this weekend. Uh, there is a Yahoo free roll. Uh, RG is running. You get to use the lineup HQ for free as well. You can make up to 150 lineups for free into the free roll. Uh, and it also you have access for free uh, both Saturday and Sunday to use the lineup HQ to do so. Uh, link is in chat if you guys want to check that out for sure. Also, a link in chat's going to drop in. Uh, if you guys want to rock the RG badge, we have to incentivize y'all. Uh, finished in the top 10, a certain contest, you get one month free of RG Premium. So go ahead and uh, check that out as well if you guys are do- doing so. Uh, let's dive in. Let's break it down game by game. Grant, you ready for it? I guess. Um, yeah, some, some enthusiasm, if you don't mind? Maybe. <laughs> Detroit, Charlotte, 220 is the total. Charlotte is currently a four-point dog here against the Pistons. Uh, we're getting both Rose and Blake back. Uh, you know, that should muck up Drummond to some degree, but Drummond is super, super cheap and he's well positioned as far as the price. We just saw 
you know, with Wiggins out, uh, I presume people are going to shuffle the cat as well. And, you know, we live in the world of salary cap. There's only so many studs. There's only so many centers you can roster. Uh, of course, on fans draft, the sponsor you can roster up to five. But I think Cat now jumps ahead of both Drummond and Griffin, but certainly they're still interesting as well. Uh, my plan, by the way, you're, you're a little rattled, rattled because your plan was thrown off with Wiggins. My plan was like a, a, on sites where I can late swap, just skip the first two games and buy myself an extra hour. Now I don't know if I can do that as safely, which is uh, kind of scrambling in my head. Uh, what are we doing here, Grant, as far as the, just Detroit Charlie game, which, you know. I mean, you can't do it as safely. Well, because the Orlando game is also at 7 o'clock, and I'm not really sure. I mean, I can still do it, but. Uh, I mean, I still don't really want to play anyone from either of these games. Yeah, I, you, I don't think you have to. There's good tournament plays. So your thoughts here? I mean, as far as Blake, I, I think he's going to play, I don't know, 28, maybe 30 minutes tonight. He should see a boost as far as the minutes drumming as well. Uh, it's kind of priced. I know you don't want Blake next to him, obviously, and he's dry without him. But he still can put up, you know, 20-20. That's definitely in, in play, especially against a team like Charlotte that just doesn't really have anybody to lock him down. The likes of Zeller and, you know, Bismack Biombo. Like, it's just, it's just not going to happen. Uh, you know, Rose going back certainly eats as far as usage as well, too. That For me, that hurts guys like Kennard. Um, I wouldn't really play Brown, obviously, cross him off the list. Uh, but, Grant, it sounds like you have nothing really to say here. It's just you can only you, it's, you pick it's your spot. Drummond. It's okay. Drummond. I mean, he's going up against Charlotte. He's going up against Zeller. I think there's a potential 25-25 game here. He's underpriced at 8.6K. He could go for 60 points here. He's had trouble recently, but he's been getting a ridiculous amount of foul trouble. Fouled out of the Miami game, five fouls in the Minnesota game, five fouls in the Indy game. Yes, Blake, Blake Griffin coming back does have a negative effect on him, but this matchup makes it so that he can easily go off for a massive game here. I personally like, uh, what's his name, Drummond tonight. And then outside of him, I mean, you could potentially take a shot on Rose, but with Teague now way more viable, I think that Rose is kind of off my list because Teague is cheaper over on the other side, like Zeller, PJ Washington, Bridges and Graham are all, all right plays. But now the way the slate has worked out, I don't think I'm going to go with any of them. So I'm crossing off this game probably entirely outside of Drummond. That's mostly where I'm at too. I don't mind a sprinkle of Griffin because, you know, he's kind of priced down, but again, who really knows what those minutes are going to be. Kyle, you know, you have to represent, you're from Detroit. You feel obligated to, to, to get Tim Allen's back. Do you also feel obligated to represent the Pistons? Uh, no, it doesn't really apply to sports for when it comes to when I have my money on the line. I don't really care too much about that. Um, but, you know, I, a guy that I have a lot of interest here is uh, Andre Drummond. Had a lot of interest in him. He was actually, you know, my favorite cash game play in the expert survey before the uh, Wiggins news. That kind of uh, really brought me over to Cat. I thought the discount prior to the, that news really made it worthwhile to go Drummond over Cat. But now for tournaments, I think we might see a little bit more uh, ownership levitate over to the Cat side which makes Drummond a little bit more appearing, appealing in tournaments. So I think that's a really good option, really good matchup. Uh, Charlotte's bottom 10 defensive efficiency, and they're allowing the second most uh, points, fantasy points to center so far this year. So that's obviously really encouraging for Drummond. Uh, Blake, you know, I'm a little, a little nervous about the minutes here. I'll be surprised to see him get many more than 30. They're really trying to ease him back in. Um, and, you know, we didn't really see too much of a dip in production compared to, you know, usage. You know, Drummond's not really a high-usage guy from, from the very beginning. Anyway, the last years, he's been around 23%. And in that last game with Griffin back, he was at 23% yet again, uh, just under 23%, actually. So, you know, not much has changed along those lines. The uh, permanent production down a little bit, but he's going to play a lot of minutes as long as he doesn't get in foul trouble, which uh, me and Mangone were tilting pretty hard in that Miami game on Twitter. So hopefully that doesn't happen again. Hopefully he stays out of that. But, yeah, as long as he stays on the court, he's a really good uh, peripheral stats guy, so he always has that going for him with the blocks and the steals. So I think Drummond's a really good tournament option. 
you don't say Mangum was tilting. He's like tilting like 90% of the time when he's talking. But uh, Me and him were tilting together, sure though. It was a bonding chat. moment. Is he? <laughs> say That's again? a bonding moment. I'm sure he's bonded with pretty much anyone he meets whenever any sporting event is going on. <laughs> Fair point. Or if he's uh, just playing video games. So the thousands of 14-year-olds he plays video games with. Hey, Fortnite's not going to play itself, man. Uh, so Terry Rozier went absolutely nuts last time when he was chalky. Uh, he shot with 13 of 20, 7-11 for free. Speaking of Mango, 7-11. Uh, he loves that uh, that 7-11 pizza. Talking about that in the side as well. That's, that's the 10% what he's not talking about or tilting. He's talking about pizza at 7-11. It's a good time. Unless he's tilting about pizza. No, well, there you go. There's a Venn diagram where it crosses over. Uh, so don't expect the same output out of Rozier. He's still perfectly fine, I suppose. Bacon being out. Does that make like Monk or Bridges or uh, you know Graham any of these guys more interesting to you? Uh, and either one of you guys. I mean, they're all okay. They're all fine. They all can get there. But uh, there's so many good plays, and I'm not forcing anyone. That's yeah, for it. me, I think you know, I think we see Devontae Graham probably step into the starting lineup, and you know, I, I guess I was a little bit worried about his usage going down, playing alongside Rozier and and all those other starters, but it didn't. He was actually at a thirty percent usage last game, so. Uh, I still like him a lot. He's overpriced to a point – well, not overpriced, but priced to a point where people aren't really going to want to play him. And I do think it's a, a fine matchup. Um, and then I guess Malik Monk would be okay. I don't really love the price. He's priced all the way up at 5K on both sides, but he should see you know near 30 minutes. And then Miles Bridges should get a few extra minutes. So uh, those are probably the three that I'm sticking with on the Charlotte side. Should mention, by the way, tonight, fans draft. You all know how it goes down over there. It's a no-rake. Uh, they're big contests to pick and roll. There's still plenty of uh, – Spots up for grabs, seventeen thousand five hundred dollars, twenty-five bucks to jump in there, and of course this weekend, their big NFL contest. I believe it's two hundred and fifty k. Yeah, two hundred fifty k, twenty-five dollars to jump in there, and again, rig free. So check out, support the sponsor, Fantasy Draft. Uh, anything else, or shall we be moving on? We're moving on, right, guys? Yep. Yes. To another exciting game. This is a game I had essentially had crossed off earlier, and it's a little bit more interesting, but still, like Grant said, neither are too appealing. Orlando, San Antonio, two tennis. The total, San Antonio is a Three-point uh, dog here. Uh, Kyle, how excited are we at the prospect of Isaac being out? You know, Alfred Camino, low-usage guy, not a very strong fantasy point minute guy, and who knows, he, might, he still might only play 25 minutes or so. It's still not interesting, right? Like, Book is fine, but they're better centers. Like, he's going to be okay, but he's probably not going to smash it. He's probably not a guy you absolutely need to the slate. Uh, I can't get excited. Yeah, so for Vooch, you know, that, Dean. <laughs> Say it again? I said they have pills for that. Oh, well, yeah, I know a guy. Now just go to Roman. <laughs> oh, well, it's, it's, he's discreet. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> go ahead, Kyle. All right. You guys sure? You ready? Um, so for Vooch, I think he just gets priced into a spot where there's guys above him and guys below him. Speaking of pills, um, to where I don't really like him as much. So he got, kind of gets priced out in the middle of nowhere for me. Um, I guess Terrence Ross would be the only guy really of interest in this entire game. Don't really love the game. Orlando's a really good defensive team. San Antonio's pretty solid defensively as well. Should be low scoring and slow. So I guess Ross and maybe in like a large field tournament, Michael Carter-Williams. That's pretty much it for me. Grant, are we excited about anything here? Voose is fine. Yeah, He's been playing well recently. It's not a great matchup. This is not going to be a high-paced game. I don't really want anything from it. I mean, you can play Murray. You can play Aldridge. You can play DeRozan. Anyone that can have a 40-, 50-point game at any given time. This is not a good matchup for that. This is not going to be a high-paced matchup here. Boos is the one guy that's been playing really well lately. Maybe Isaac being out gives him the slightest tick up in the world. But there's Drummond and there's Cat on the slate, and there's Embiid. Do you really want to go with Boos? 
It's going to be way less owned. You can go for 55 points. I don't know if that's going to be enough. I don't want anyone from this game. A game that you want somebody from, Grant, I'm going to, I'm going to be presumptuous here. Minnesota is at home versus Washington. We have a total of 240.5. Minnesota is a six-point favorite, so it's high and it's fairly tight. Uh, we, of course, have Wiggins, who's been absolutely going nuts. Like, what, five years later, six years later since he was drafted? All of a sudden he's doing everything, playing a little point. Of course, T came back last game, but he did not start. He came off the bench. They, they talked about easing him in. He still played a fair bit of minutes. The price is still down. Washington's terrible. Uh, I think Teague is kind of sort of interesting, especially at this price. Covington is really cheap as well, too. Uh, but Cat, Grant, uh, we like Cat, right? We, I love Cat. I mean, if we're not including ownership, I absolutely love Cat. He's the top play on the entire slate. I love Teague. Like, we obviously, coming back from illness, we don't know exactly how much he's going to play. He played 23 minutes in the last game. With Wiggins out, he could be in for an uptick of minutes, and with him being long enough away from that illness, he could potentially get into the 30s. If he does, you run plate IQ. What do you think? What do you think his point per 36 is without Wiggins on the floor? You're asking like what his boost is, or what is how many points he gets overall? Points per 36, or just boost per minute? How, how many fantasy points per minute? Boost. Wait. Okay, so you're asking for the boost. <laughs> yeah, which you haven't looked at this yet, I'm sure. So I haven't because uh, I just found out the news right before the show the show broke. Yes, I, I will I'm go with Kyle. Well, let's yield to Kyle and I, and I will play prices right. What do you think? Uh, I would probably guess somewhere like right around 1.2 or something like that. The boost 1.2 points per minute. No, no, overall, overall. Yeah, it's 0.6 per minute. Well, what's boost? the sample size? 32 minutes, not a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, still, with Wiggins off, like, what is going to happen with Wiggins off the floor? It's going to be Towns, it's going to be Teague, and it's going to be Covington, I think. Like, this is a matchup versus Washington. They have a 124 implied team total here. Their team, it's going to be essentially Teague, Covington, and Wiggins doing stuff. I was really high on Covington last night, so I get even more of a uptick for him here. I think he's going to be checking quite a bit in this game. So I absolutely, they're my three favorite plays on the entire slate. I'm going to check out uh, what their ownership is going to be, but I can almost guarantee it's lower than I think it's going to. Well, Jamino's working on oh, that. Oh, Covington's course. at 34%. Oh, that's painful. All right. He's really, he's really cheap on DK. He's really cheap on fantasy drafts. So he's going to be certainly popular. And, you know, another thing I would say really succinctly, Washington's a top five team or top seven team when it comes to pace. They're uh, a bottom five, bottom six team when it comes to rebounding. And they're a bottom three team when it comes to defensive efficiency. So, like, just checks all the boxes. Cat's going to absolutely maul it. Of course, with Wiggins being out, we know his usage is going to boost up. Uh, how do we feel, Kyle, if we uh, don't get Teague starting, if we get Culver starting again? Are we scared away? Or are we still playing him? Um, I don't think you're necessarily scared of Teague or scared off of Teague. I do think you would have a lot of interest in Culver. I like Culver either way. Um, He's kind of been a guy that I really haven't been able to quit since they've had these point guard injuries and now Wiggins out. So I, I'm going to continue to play him. I think he's going to get the backup point guard minutes once again here, or maybe even the starting point guard minutes, depending on how they shake out the starting lineup. Um, I see hot sauce on the screen. Is that what you're showing? Yeah. Well, they're talking about Tapatio and Chad. I have to have What's something right on? next to me. Well, if this be good, along with the Reese Hoskins mid condition rookie card. What else do you have with an arm's length reach? Seven empty water bottles. <laughs> you can just get a gallon of cans. What about the child? Is the child there? Uh, the child is not there. It's in California. Oh, oh. somebody wa- somebody's watching the child, though, right? 
No, we, we just left the one-year-old to fend for itself. <laughs> if you can't fend for yourself by one, then I'm fairly sure that Darwinism just takes over. That's how it works, right? I'm going to be a great parent. Fair point. <laughs> uh, here, Mangone's dropping this in chat for the people. Uh, he, can't, uh, he can't speak, by the way. Mangone, that's, he's probably told him about that as well. He lost his voice. But he can type. He can copy and paste. Uh, just a callback here to the Spurs. Murray, he's expected to play tonight, as we thought. Uh, he will not play tomorrow night in the second half of a back to ha- back-to-back. Uh, it's part of his rehab process. I don't know if that extends his minutes tonight, but I assume it's still at like 25 tops. Just throwing it out there in case people are wondering. Uh, until I uh, see otherwise or I'm told otherwise, I assume that he's not going to play any more than 25 minutes. Maybe chuckle. What's that? What? Chuckle. Oh. Frozen? <laughs> yeah, you were. <laughs> I think you spilled one of your nine water bottles on your on your router or something. I'm Am I sure still frozen? You're back. Jazz hands. <laughs> yeah, I was, oh, I was just making an extends joke. <laughs> it's a callback? Um, <laughs> well, I said it at the appropriate time, and then I froze. We like this as a game stack, don't we, Grant? Yes. Yeah, oh, well, I mean, name a, t- name a game in the last what, however many years where it's been a 242 total where we haven't liked a game stack. No one is really that expensive outside of Townsend Beal, and there's a 240 total. Absolutely stack this game up here over on – Wait, are we still talking about Washington? I might have been frozen for a while. Yeah, we are. Yeah. <laughs> Just making sure. <laughs> Just making sure. Because <laughs> Dean you was didn't saying like time warp. It was like eight seconds. You're fine. Well, I have no idea what ridiculous question you would ask. Yeah, it's a game stack. Play Beal. Play Wiggins. Not Wiggins, sorry. Covington. Play Wiggins. Play Teague. Play Towns. I misspoke there, Dean. It happens occasionally. Um, Thomas. Isaiah Thomas. So Thomas Brandt and Isaiah Thomas. Thomas and Thomas are both very much in play, too. Outside of them, I think Bertans is a sneaky guy that could be in for a big game here. I mean, it's going to be a high-paced game. He's been getting high 20s minutes every night. Will mentioned him last night in the morning grind. I like it. He's had six-plus, six to nine uh, three-point attempts in each of the last, what, 12 games or nine of the well, – 11 of the past 12 games. So this is going to be a really high-scoring game here. It's just going to be constantly back and forth. And so, yeah, stack it up every which way. You can play six players from this game and be fine. Yeah, Kyle, the key is not just a 242 as far as the number. And, again, these teams play fast. They're both four defensively as well. It's knowing where the fantasy points are coming from. It's going to be super concentrated. Uh, we know if this game is tight, it's probably because Beal's going off. ITT is well positioned as well. Uh, love Thomas Bryant. Thomas Bryant's been excellent this year as far as, you know, a fantasy point per minute uh, output. He's averaging – I'm scrolling. I'm trying to buy some time. I'm pulling it up as of right now at – you know, 1.11 fantasy points per minute. Uh, I've got probably... 1.12, Dean. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you for halting the show to point that out. I have 1.15, so. Oh, boy, right that's fight. <laughs> it depends. You know, each site has their own scoring system. What? Yeah. Isn't it crazy? <laughs> well, I need to change some things. This explains gotta, a lot. You got to be able to adjust to these things in the fly for sure. Kyle, build, build the game stack. Like, what are we prioritizing? Who's our favorite piece and kind of work your way down as far as the family feud board? Yeah, so Cat's uh, obviously number one on the list. So if you're playing mm-hmm. on FanDuel, that takes Bryant out of consideration. Uh, I do think Bill's pretty solid, and I think he could go somewhat overlooked. Um, I'm not so sure now. I think people, you know, levitate to a game stack more so now that Wiggins is out. Um Isaiah Thomas is in a really good spot, and I really like the value guys in this game too. You know, Covington's fairly priced or even underpriced, especially on DraftKings. Culver, Graham, Akogi, and Lehman, either one of them is going to play a ton of minutes or they're all going to get like 28 to 30. <laughs> um, 
I don't really see any way that doesn't happen. They have Kata Bates-Diop who could soak up some minutes and Keelan Martin who just got, you know, called back up from the, the G League affiliate. So maybe he could soak up some minutes. But I, I right now I'm projecting all four of those guys to see anywhere from 26 to 31 minutes. So, you know, I think that there's some really good value in this game as well. Shout out to Kata Bates-Diop. First, first mention on the flagship all year long. Uh, I don't know why we don't mention him more often. It's a fun name, name to say, yeah, for yeah. sure. Why don't we call him KBD? Like we, everybody else, we like. I don't like SGA. You know, I actually called him that in a DM to someone earlier today, but I just Bitch. made it up on the fly. Look at you using all those acronyms in one sentence. I just didn't Why want to type the name out. Him? You made me LOL, OMG. Oh boy, oh, <laughs> I just don't want to. That's a long name. I don't want to waste my time typing that. I don't even like to type Carl any times. It's just cat. You know, I'm lazy. His name is Carl. I had no idea. Exactly. Um, so his name is uh, Carl Anthony. Well, yeah, 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 sir. Fair enough. I stand corrected. For me, uh, it's it's Towns as far as my favorite piece in Minnesota. Duh. If Teague is starting, Teague is second. If it's not Teague, it's Covington. Uh, that's sort of where I'm at. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Up until this point, I thought that, like, I apparently haven't been paying attention every time I've read his name. I could have sworn, if I would have written it out, I would have put the um, hash after the Anthony in between the Towns. So I do that every single time too. I do it every. I didn't realize his first time. name was Carl Anthony. I thought his last name was Anthony Towns. Yep, I do that every single time. <laughs> Man, three years, four years, and I've been reading it wrong every single time. Uh, as far as the Washington side, I like Beal. I, I like Beal as well. Uh, it two, his minutes restrictions gone. He played up the thirty minutes last time out there, so certainly he's in play. And Bryant, I, I'm a sucker for Bryant. Rui secondary piece, Brown secondary piece, and I guess you can throw a dart in Bertans if you're making like one fifty or something like that, but. Uh, I think it's pretty clear as far as who the key pieces are on that game. Uh, Utah, Memphis, two fifteen is the total. Utah is going into Memphis, and they're getting a huge bump as far as uh, the pace. Uh, Utah plays slow. Memphis plays fast. We got a quote unquote revenge game coming from uh, one Mike Connolly. Well, I was reading an article today. Mike, Mike Connolly has never, uh, never got a T. Apparently, he's like the nicest guy in the NBA. He's never had a technical foul. Like teammates, like are willing to pay for him to get a T. Like they want to, they will pay the fine. Uh, just I don't know how that means anything, but and they love him in Memphis. He's not going to get like booed there like Porzingis was last night, uh, so he will be welcomed. Uh, how do we feel about the Utah pieces, Grant? I mean, I like Mitchell. I like Conley. I'm all right with Gobert, but without every other center on the slate, I, he's just probably not going to make the cut for me. There's a high pace matchup here. Like Mitchell has a chance to go for 50. I could easily see him having a good game, and then you have the Conley revenge factor, but. Apparently, if he's the nicest guy in the world, revenge probably isn't on his mind. He's probably yeah. going to gift wrap him some free points. You know what? I miss playing with you. Go ahead and have this lay. Is that how it's going to work? It's going to be a quiet thing. Like, don't worry, guys. I'm good. I'm good here. You go do what you want. I don't need to do anything. Uh, Kyle, uh, Utah. I mean, okay, so can we just throw Memphis out? I have nobody in Memphis. I may get, yes. I may have a pitch for Memphis. We can throw it out. Kyle? Yep, I agree. Okay. Memphis not happening. Uh, Utah is playing against Memphis. We're not acknowledging their existence. Sorry, Triple J. We'll check back tomorrow, uh, I suppose. You've been there's done a- with him for what? He turned 20 a year ago? Well, he's 20 now. He's perfectly fine. Yeah, we, we can still play him. <laughs> <laughs> he just, he's still handsy is his problem. Um, you, so, but you prefer a handsy 19-year-old? Well, no. I just don't oh, want boy. anything. I don't, I don't want oh, handsy boy. at all. I don't prefer handsy, to be clear. <laughs> <laughs> On the basketball court. Um, so, uh, Utah, Kyle, what do you have for me? Yeah, uh, <laughs> my brain. <laughs> anyway, I I really like Donovan Mitchell. Um, huh? Actually, yeah, I like him a lot. He's a guy that's for sure going to go overlooked, especially with the Beal and the Russell and, and the Harden on the slate. 
So uh, Mitchell's going to go. I wouldn't be surprised to see him fall under 10%, which is really intriguing for tournaments. 8,600 in a matchup against Memphis, which is, you know, bottom five in defense efficiency and I think top five in pace. So it's obviously a really great matchup. Um, so I like that for, for these guys here. Conley's interesting, um, especially on Fandle where he's 6,600. But um, same price as Teague. So if Teague is uh, in the starting lineup, probably don't get to a whole lot of Conley. I think I'll just, you know, lean Teague, but he's a direct pivot, so I don't hate that there. Um, but as far as that, I think that's pretty much it. Actually, fun fact, when you remove Conley from the lineup and then it's just the uh, the, the Mitchell, the Ingles, Bogdanovich, and then whoever else on the court, Mitchell actually makes this a, one of the – it's actually their fastest-paced lineup for the entire Utah Jazz team. So they it's actually could be a spot where Mitchell gets running a lot. And, you know, I think I could see Donovan Mitchell breaking his slate here. I don't disagree that's a fact. I think it's debatable that's a fun fact. That's not fun. I enjoyed fact. it. I'm having fun here. <laughs> well, fun is subjective, and subjectively, Dean, I thought it was fun, Dean. Dean you're Thanks never for taking fun. away all my fun. <laughs> Do I just sound like an old curmudgeon? I, that's not my intent. I apologize. Sound no, like just, you are an old curmudgeon. <laughs> just because you said that, I'm going to type a seven in the, in the chat. <laughs> I hear that's we, the cool thing to do. I mean, I, I think that's like so three years ago. I don't know. People try to make the sevens happen like it's Fetch or something like that. But uh, I wasn't here three years ago, so I'm bringing it back to today. There, there so. you go. <laughs> yeah, and three years ago, you'll go, you're what, middle school? Ha ha. <laughs> I just keep doing the Tim Allen thing. I don't know why. You know, I, I enjoy it now. I'm actually, that, that noise does make it for me. Uh, Philadelphia, OKC, 213 and a half. It's a total. OKC is a three point dog. Uh, and Bede's kind of lost in the slate, right, Kyle? Like, he's playing. You could play him. I'm probably not playing much. I think there's other centers that are more justified. I understand why you would do it in tournaments. The ceiling is the roof. It's more than the roof for him. Um, the minutes are kind of wonky. Like it, it seems like they kind of sort of understand that they don't necessarily need him to do things in the regular season. They're in the East, and they just kind of cruise. And we see different guys resting different nights for Philly. And, you know, if it's a 13-point game, not saying that's going to be the case tonight, but – Maybe they don't bring him back for his last run. That said, we have seen him play you know, mid-30s and minutes and absolutely smash. Does he smash versus uh, Steven Adams? Um, I don't really get to too much in B here tonight. You know, it's not really the same situation as we saw last week when he got lost in the shuffle, but was actually underpriced compared to the same two guys that are on this slate, Cat and Drummond. He's actually more than – more than Drummond, I believe, on both sites and, you know, not much cheaper than Cat. So he does get lost. I don't have any of Embiid. And I really don't like this game too much on the Philly side. You know, it's just really hard to – if you like a guy, it's got to be Embiid. You know, all the usage gets spread around too evenly. Simmons has really struggled this year to produce, you know, ceiling fantasy games. So I'm pretty much out on the Sixers tonight. Grant? Um, I'm out. I'm out on this entire game with the exception of SGA's too cheap at 5900 yeah, yeah, we got to talk about that one, right? And maybe he's not the guy he was like, coming out the gate, just absolutely crushing. Maybe he is. Well, the, well, <laughs> the point I was making is that he's <laughs> he's probably somewhere in the middle. Like you know, uh, yeah, he's probably not as good as he was. You know, we absolutely annihilating from, from the get go. But now you have to be willing to play players for the right price. And I know there's a lot of guys that are too cheap. You know, relatively speaking, in comparison to the field. But like you said, five point nine k on DK. His price on fantasy draft. I'm pulling that one up as well too. I'm fairly certain it's too cheap over there, too. Yeah, 11.2K on fantasy draft grant? Come on. What are we talking yeah. about? Yeah, I mean, well, his usage hasn't changed much since the beginning of the season. It's been fairly consistent throughout. Um, Grant, he did, I think, start off the year with a massive usage game, but his usage is pretty consistent throughout. It's just been weird, bad shooting games. He was 3 for 11 from the field, and it was a blowout last game. Um, 
and like all the peripheral numbers should stay fairly consistent. This isn't a good matchup here, but SGA at 5,900, the guy was, we were talking literally what, two weeks ago, how his price tag was 7K and that was way, way too low for what he was doing. His price tag is now 5'9". And if he gets in the high 30s bench, which he's done pretty much every single game that hasn't been a blowout, he has the chance for a 55-point outing. I hey, you, want, love you, want, you want to hear a fun fact, Grant? I'm not sure if anything you say is fun. <laughs> Where do you think SGA ranks on the OKC regulars when it comes to fantasy points per minute? Uh, probably two. Kyle? Four. Fifth. Wow. Uh, oh, my amazing. gosh. I don't know if you know this, Dean, but this is the NBA. Minutes kind of equal money, and he's getting a boatload of minutes. I know, but I, I also was making the point as far as first impressions, and everybody thinks that, like, Chris Paul is dirt and dust, and he's the worst player in basketball and yada, yada, yada. Chris Paul is averaging more fantasy points per minute. He's averaging 1.05. I don't know if you know this, but Boban's one of the highest fantasy point per minute players in the entire <laughs> NBA. Why aren't you locking him in near min price every single night? Because Boban sometimes is a DMPCD. Down with OPP? Yeah, but Chris Paul's not going to be a DM, and I'm not. <laughs> you're calling me the old guy, and you're making a reference to like 27 years old, just to be clear, give or take. Um, I said, my wait, oh gosh, is it that old? Check the Google machine. Uh, yeah, so SGA is averaging less than a fantasy point per minute, and that's the point I'm making as far as first impressions. Like, maybe he's not as good as the guy we first saw, and he's probably not, but he's also better than the other guy. And like you said, he's definitely going to play 35 minutes tonight, and the price is just too cheap and therefore just unleashed. And the matchup sucks, too. Like Philadelphia is one of the best defensive teams in all basketball, but, again, it's not like they're going to get shut out. This isn't the Jets versus Washington where it's going to be 9-3 to three or whatever the score will be. Uh, you, you score points in the bucket uh, in, in basketball. It's just how it goes down no matter how good defensively teams are. Kyle, what, what are your thoughts here? That wasn't fun, but that was a fact. But go ahead. Things is streamed down right now, Devin. What? All right, keep going. <laughs> uh, go ahead, Kyle. Power yeah, through, so- Grant. So for me, the uh, the thing with SGA is I, I did like him initially. You know, his price is pretty low. Even on Fandle, it has come down a good amount. It's not necessarily appealing on Fandle, but he's kind of at a point where um, no one's going to play him. So um, the, the thing is, tough matchup, 105 total for the Thunder here. And SGA is pretty scoring dependent. He's been rebounding pretty well this year, but um, no more than six assists in a game. And I think he's at like 15% of his team's assists. So yeah, 15.4% and then 9% of rebounds. So doesn't do a really doesn't do a whole lot um, in those two stat categories, so that's kind of where it struggles for me. The usage has been fine, the minutes have been great, uh, but for me, I don't think I get to SGA over Devonte Graham, who I really like. And on Fanduel, he's the same price. Uh, actually, Graham's hundred dollars cheaper. On DraftKings, I think SGA is more appealing over there. Steven Adams is really really cheap. Just throwing it out there, but there's a you know a lot of guys that are really cheap. I don't necessarily love the matchup versus a B. You can't really predict foul trouble, but it's a heightened. Uh, risk of foul trouble against a guy like Bede more so than many other opponents. Uh, anything else in this game that's worth uh, talking about, boys, or shall we move on? Let's move on. Indiana and, and uh, Houston, this is a good one for sure. I'm not sure if you guys heard, but James Harden, very good at basketball, very good at fantasy basketball. What? Yeah. Jim Harden uh, averaging lots of fantasy points per minute. Westbrook, nothing official, but I'm, we're going to work on the assumption. I've never heard him called Jim Harden. I enjoyed that, Dean. Thank Jim Ray. Jim and James are like, yeah, like Jim Belushi, James Belushi. Apparently, I don't have a lot of friends named James. <laughs> Kyle, you've heard this before, right? Jim and James, same thing? Yep, or Jimmy. Yes, I've heard it before. I just never made the connection that his name is James. <laughs> All right. 
<laughs> this, is a, this isn't a Billy Williams situation or a Bobby yeah. Roberts situation. I, yeah. I, just, I guess I just know more Williams Dick and Richard, Roberts. Yes, it's the same idea. Well, of course, everyone remembers Dick Richard because I've never heard hilarious. that one before. You've never but heard really? Dick and Richard be the same name? No, I no, I was in middle school three years ago. I've never heard that. Yeah, he wasn't around during the Nixon or yeah, Nixon. These are the things they talk about at Mensa. It's very Actually, you probably weren't around during the Cheney administration. <laughs> Don Cheney, the former coach for the Temple. Of... All right, so Indiana and Houston's two twenty-five <laughs> as far as the total. Uh, Houston's a six-point favorite. Gogo is back for what it's worth as far as the Indiana side. They're still without Turner. They're still without Lamb. Uh, Brogdon's another guy who came and just absolutely you know scorching it at the you know top of the season. He's still good, but he's fallen back just a tick for me. Savonis absolutely smashes as well, too, but the price is kind of caught up with him. Uh, as far as Harden versus Westbrook, let's have that conversation because Harden's averaging 1.66 fantasy points per minute, Westbrook 1.35. Harden's usage around 40%, Westbrook just short of 29 or 29 and change. Uh, dollar for dollar, we live in the world of a salary cap grant. Who do you prefer on the Houston side, assuming Westbrook's playing, obviously? Westbrook, and it's not particularly close. Okay. Yeah, uh, Capella's out. Like, you run plate IQ without Capella on the floor, and Grant, we don't you have keep, these. You keep saying plate IQ, and you and it's court <laughs> IQ. Wait, are we not in baseball season anymore? <laughs> no, yeah. I, I let it slide the first time, but that one I, I just had to say it. So. No, that's good. I, Grant, I, I would, it help, good would it help you uh, if I bang on the table twice? Maybe you change up. Curb- yeah, here comes the change. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is off. But uh, I absolutely love Westbrook. I mean, one of the biggest – like, he just hasn't been great recently. Granted, he almost fouled out in the first quarter last game. Um, but he hasn't been great recently. His rebound numbers are down just massively compared to what they were at the beginning of the season compared to what they were in the past. And it's because Capella's been getting just a boatload of minutes every single game. That has a huge, huge effect on uh, Westbrook's numbers. So without Capella in there, people are going to just assume that Westbrook's not the same, all these things. But – Westbrook is going to be in the game for, what, 10, 10, 12 minutes without Harden in there, I would assume. Um, So during those 10, 12 minutes, he's going to be the Westbrook that we've seen on OKC with absolutely nothing around him. So his usage is going to go through the roof. I think without Capella on the floor, it's around 35%. And even when Harden's on there, he's still going to be getting a ton of boards and peripheral stats and still going to be heavily involved in the offense. Westbrook is one of my favorite plays on the entire board here. Absolutely love him today. But shout out to Mike D'Antoni for understanding math and like playing Westbrook in the first quarter, despite the fact he had three, three fouls. Yes, he got his fourth foul, but fun fact, Grant, how many, how many fouls did he end the game with? Four. He didn't foul out. He didn't just intentionally foul his own player out like most coaches do because just because you get three fouls in the first half doesn't mean you get three fouls in the second half automatically. So good job, D'Antoni. And also D'Antoni smart about, you know, at all times, Westbrook or, or uh, Harden are going to be in the court. So anytime Harden's off the court, Westbrook's on. Uh, yeah, Capella being Did out. you make a circumcision joke about me, Murray? No, what? Never. Huh? Oh, are you talking about chat. the chat right now? I, I must yeah. have missed what's going on in the chat, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. I'm, I'm guilty. <laughs> get, get sniffed in your own time, Grant. We don't have time, we don't have time for this nonsense. Um, 37-year-old Tyson Chandler is going to draw the start. Uh, are we excited about this, Kyle? Uh, no, not at all. I I mean, I get it. Like, Especially if you want to fit in a guy like Harden, or if you're playing on DraftKings and you want to fit maybe a couple studs with Cat, and you can play Chandler in the utility slot or whatever it may be. Um, but on FanDuel or on sites where you only got one centered position, it's hard to play Chandler because there's so many 
really good options there. Um, and I think there's value elsewhere, especially now with the Wiggins news. I probably don't see myself getting to a whole lot of Chandler. So, yeah, not excited about it all. Um, I do really want this Westbrook news before locks. I don't want to have to deal with because I play mostly on FanDuel. I don't want to deal with that at all because I'm with Grant. I think on FanDuel specifically, I like Westbrook a lot more. He's $3,000 cheaper than uh, than Harden, and he's kind of at a position where there's not really a whole lot of super exciting guys at point guard. Um, so I like Westbrook a good amount too. With Capella and you know a sneaky guy who gives him a boost is Daniel House. He's going to be out. He's been rebounding the ball pretty well, uh, five rebounds a game. So those are five rebounds up for the grabs for a guy like Westbrook. So I'm with Grant um, on the Westbrook over Harden train, but I'm going to really just cross my fingers and hope that that news of him being officially in is you know announced before lock. Shout out to Austin Rivers, by the way, last game, who also is going to grab like 30 minutes or so in this game, give or take. Uh, teeing up his dad. You guys saw that, right? I assume you watched yeah. that. <laughs> that, was, yeah, that, was that was very comical. What other walk of life can that like play out? Like that's an amazing. When he, yeah. And he's like telling him to call me and he was on the uh, Instagram later on that night. I mean, I have and, a feeling if I worked with my dad, I'd try and get him audited. It is a funny joke. <laughs> it's hilarious getting audited. Let me tell you. <laughs> Lots of, I mean, talk about fun facts. All right, calls you out of this guy. <laughs> Uh, that was just an awesome scene. Uh, but by the way, you play on uh, Fandle, uh, Kyle. He's 3.5K over there, Rivers. And then point guard's not really popping. At least it wasn't before like news has changed. I haven't jumped back there. Is he somebody that's in the mix for you potentially or no? Yeah. Yeah, he is. Um, he, he would be definitely in the mix if Westbrook were to be ruled out. He played 33 minutes last game with Westbrook in foul trouble, who ended up seeing 30 minutes throughout the game. So if, if he's out, you got to assume he's a lock for 33 minutes, 33 to 35. I still think he could see 28 to 30 minutes. The only thing is he doesn't really do a whole lot with those minutes. Um, but he's not going to be—he's not going to be one of those chalky guys that is very inefficient with uh, with the limited time. So I do think you can consider Austin Rivers as a value guy. I have him for around 30, 31 minutes right now. So at that rate, not too bad for 3.5K at a position where a lot of people are going to want to play Corey Joseph, who has gotten a huge price hike, and you know he wasn't all that great last time out. He's not a great permanent guy, but he's going to play a ton of minutes. So. Um, I don't hate that as a pivot. We'll get we'll get that game in a second. But like one of my plans, uh, I'm not sure if it's going to work out. But I don't want to have too much Tyson Chandler, and I don't want to have too much Corey Joseph. Now, that's right. one of my plans as far as the slate. I just don't yep. see big ceilings. Uh, like Covington. Chandler, well, yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I like Covington more so, uh, and I think the ownership kind of reflects that as well too. Um, yeah, Mclemore and Rivers basically clones out there. They average about 0.6 fantasy points per minute. Not very appealing. And we still haven't talked about my one of my favorite plays in this game, PJ Tucker. Dude's going to play 40 minutes, and he's not a great usage guy. You know, 0.7 fantasy points per minute, 10% usage, but he'll always have that, that corner three, uh, put back, steals, blocks, stocks, as the kids like to call him. I'm sure Kyle does when he's typing it out, because who can type out steals and blocks when you can just type out stocks? Got to save S some plus time B. Sorry. <laughs> but S then you have to change the, change the keyboard on your phone to get the plus mark in. So. <laughs> You sound ridiculous, I, Kyle. And Tucker's <laughs> also going to play some five. And, you know, 37-year-old Tyson Taylor's not going to play 30 minutes. I, I don't think he's going to play 30 minutes. And they have uh, Duhast himself, Hartenstein. He's available. Clark's available, too. There is some bodies. Uh, not like your Ryan Anderson, the, the ghost of Ryan Anderson's lurking. It's a home game. So, like, he can't in his trees, right? Is he blind at home? Doesn't matter. You're not playing Ryan Anderson. Uh, just trying to count the bodies and see who, uh, is, you know, who gets some minutes. But Chandler's a fantasy point point guy, basically off rebounds and blocks and, like, dunks. But you know, there is a ceiling. The ceiling is definitely the roof for Tyson Chandler. Maybe he eats his way to a double-double. I suppose that's possible, but I'm not enthused. Cephalosha. Yeah. It's Michael Jordan. You ever hear Michael? That's his famous quote. You're not aware of this? I mean, 
quotes are the ceiling is the quotes roof. are just things other people say. Yes, that that's a fact, not a fun fact. <laughs> a fact. Now you're well just played. saying. Uh, we haven't really talked much about Indiana. Who wants to talk about them? Uh, I will because I love Sabonis and I love Brogdon. Brogdon's I agree with two, him. Eight two on Fanduel for Brogdon. One of my favorite plays of the entire slate. Way too cheap for that. Great matchup. Um, his price has come down because Indiana has been blowing people out. So he's played, I think, 25 and then he's played less than 30 minutes the last two games. He played 25 last game in a blowout. Um, so don't really worry about that. He should see, you know, upwards of 33, 34 minutes, especially in a close game. As I, you know, as Vegas projected to be pretty close. So it's going to be a really good spot for Brogdon. Pace, matchup. Um, so I love him. And then Sabonis. The price is going to scare people off, I think, uh, especially on Fanduel, where he's nine five, uh, and I'm not scared of that price tag at all. I think he smashes that price tag in an amazing matchup. This guy is playing 35, 36 minutes consistently, and he's a one point, you know, four per minute guy, one point five. So love both of those guys. And Gogo coming back, that's not eating into uh, Sabonis enough to move the needle, right? You don't care. Um, no, I don't care too much about that. I think he could see, you know. 12 minutes or so, but I think that will more so take away from a guy like Jakar Sampson or, or TJ Leaf, not necessarily Sabonis. Yeah, and this game, it definitely goes small with Sabonis playing the five and Tucker playing yep. the five and Chandler on the bench. That's what makes yep. sense to me as far as this game when it's closes. Grant, you have anything to add here? Or are you just going to repeat whatever Kyle just said in your own words? I mean, Sabonis, Reported, consider- as you might say. Well, well, yeah, I probably will reiterate a lot of things he said because I absolutely love Brogdon and I absolutely love Sabonis as I alluded to when I agreed to him earlier Brogdon has been absolutely fantastic this year outside of the last few games which has been a weird scenario of him shooting poorly or the games becoming blowouts he has a massive amount of upside in any given matchup and this is one going up against Houston I think that he goes for 55 here like I think that he's a stone cold lock almost he is one of the best plays on the entire slate and a reason why you can slightly get away from that Washington game so bonus additionally Guy that's probably going to go for 55 here tonight. Absolutely love him. He's priced too cheap at 8700 He has massive upside. His usage is through the roof with all these other guys off the floor here. And now he gets one of the best matchups on the board. I absolutely love both those guys. I'm going to be using a ton of both of them. Somebody's building lineups in chat right now, Kyle. Uh, Culver or Tucker in cash? I will take Tucker. If Culver's starting, I'll take Culver. Um, otherwise, I still think it's pretty close. I like Culver a good amount, but I think Tucker is probably the better cash option. That's fair. If Culver starts, that might change things. Um, t- you know, Tucker obviously gets there just because he's on the court for 40 minutes or so. Two more games. Uh, Dual-pronged hammer. Two games going down, 1030 on the East Coast. One of these on ESPN. I presume the Laker game. I don't know. Could be wrong. Sacramento, Lake Show, 215.5 is the total. Lakers are 11-point favorites against Sacramento. Uh, we're expecting Davis back. We're expecting Rondo back. Um, you know, Grant, I'll yield to you on this one. Do you like anybody in the Kings? Uh, buddy, I... That's pretty much it. Uh, he didn't shoot great in the last game, but he still put up 21 shots. I could potentially see him being in for a big game at one of these times. Just if he gets hot from beyond the arc, he can absolutely crush. Uh, outside of him, not really. I just don't – like because of everything else that's opened up and changed, I just don't really want anyone except for maybe Kojo for his under, but I honestly don't want to play him at all. I could see this game turning into blowout real quickly. I could see him doing almost nothing here. I just don't like this game. Yeah, and, you know, Bogdanovich went absolutely nuts last time, and he was chalky and chalky for a reason because he was priced down and he was well-positioned. The Lakers are a really good defensive team. And, it's, you know, uh, on a site where he's 
he's priced up and everybody else is priced down. You know, you have to be able to acknowledge that and kind of realize that like, if he's going in the other direction, it's everybody else. I love Bogdanovich, but the, the idea is you got to be able to play guys on the right price and pay them on the wrong price. Kyle, this is the wrong price for Bogdanovich, right? Uh, yeah, I think for the most part it is, uh, you know, him being so close to healed is, or hide, whatever you guys like to say. Hide. You're saying it's, it correctly. It's, it's okay to correct Buddy it. Uh, <clears throat> I just don't really love anybody on this King side. Uh, it's a really tough matchup for basically all positions. Uh, LA is number one in defense efficiency, and they really don't have any holes. Um, they have struggled to a, from <laughs> the immigrant uh, to allow, you know, they've allowed, they've allowed a good amount of fantasy points to shooting guards this year, but um, I don't think that's anything that's necessarily – um, noteworthy. I think it's more of a small sample size. I think they have a lot of really good perimeter defenders, especially when you consider uh, Avery Bradley's probable. Oh, actually, Avery Bradley's ruled out, so that might uh, make something interesting here. Actually, yeah, I think for a few weeks. They still have plenty yeah. of bodies. Though, like you know, they have KCP yeah. and they have Danny Green and, and they have Ron Ron, uh, back and Daniels is working guy. and Caruso's there. I don't know. Yeah, I can't yeah, KCP's excited. a really good defender too. It's just the, I guess he'll be the only guy I'm interested in. Um, and that's pretty much it. I don't even really like Corey Joseph that much. What about the Lakers? Like they're both, you know, with both Davis and LeBron there. I think other studs are just more interesting. I'm not here to besmirch, uh, but I don't. I don't think you get ceiling games here against Sacramento. Well, what, what do you think, Kyle? Yeah, I, I think it's a decent matchup. Um, actually, one thing that we've seen is they're not the Kings aren't going to be playing as uh, at high of a pace with you know with Fox out. They're going to slow down a lot because Fox is one of the fastest players in the league. He pushes the pace at you know one of the highest rates in the entire NBA. So this game's going to be slower from that side as well. And I agree. I think you know with Davis and LeBron both being healthy, I don't really like either of these guys. With there's just too much issues to go around. Just I, I think I'm fading this this game as a whole. I will say specific to DK and specific to a fantasy draft. Uh, Anthony Davis is 17.5 on DK. That's an egregious price, but there's a lot of egregious prices. So you don't necessarily have to lock him in there. Uh, yeah, David, think, Davis is really cheap. Yeah. Yeah. And he's cheap on DK as well, too. I would yeah. also say stay tuned in, in case something goofy happens. Be ready for a pivot, but he's yeah. probably going to play. I assume he's going to play, but it's Anthony Davis. You know, that goes down. Grant, you have anything to add as far as the Lakers or you want to move on? Davis and LeBron are fine. And do we already go through all the games? We have one more. The what? Oh, gosh. Yeah, let's move on then. I thought we I, I was looking at my list and I have those two switched at the end, so I assumed we'd already got gotten to the end of the list. But this is an interesting game too. Two twenty five and a half is a total Boston's an eight point favorites. Um yeah, so Russell, if this game stays tight, he's gonna just be chucking like crazy. We have a really, really cheap price on Draymond Green. It's kind of justified, I suppose, because he's, he's kind of stunk. And the Boston side, with you know, everybody back with the exception of Hayward. They they run a pretty deep rotation. They're all kind of good, but nobody really pops. But you can play a bunch of these dudes in tournaments. Grant, uh, you know, shuffle through it for us. For Boston? Yeah, or just however you want to attack it. I mean, Cantor is 4900 It's a little bit too cheap considering the potential upset he has against the worst defensive team in the league. Tatum, 7400 Guy has upside even though he hasn't shown it lately. Going up against the worst defensive team in the NBA. Jalen Brown, exact same thing. Kemba Walker, putting up close to 50. Hasn't really had a giant game since he's been on the Celtics, but consistently putting up 45. There's obviously room for upside. Going up against the worst defensive team in the NBA is even more susceptible to point guards. All of them are good plays. I like how you feel obligated to say it's the worst defensive team at every position. It's the same team for the opponent. <laughs> yes. Uh, with Tice back and Williams back, 
do you think Cantor's minutes take a hit? Because there's a lot of guys that are. Are they cheap. officially ruled in? Yes. All right. You you were not here for body parts. Um, I I tuned you out for a while. Yeah. Well, you know, fair enough. It's the most advantageous thing to do. <laughs> it really isn't. Not not at that time. There's other times. You no, it's literally the most advantageous because you go over it again every single game we get to. Yeah, here's the thing, Grant. Some people are like, oh, give me the overview. I'm going to build a lot And you just made fun of me for reiterating that Golden State was the worst defensive team in the league. Fun fact. Um, All right, Kyle, (laughs) jump in here because uh, the Boston guys are also like priced where they should be. Like they're all kind of sort of expensive. They're good. They're well positioned. But, you know, there's no quote unquote values on Boston. That's where I'm at. Yeah, I mean, if Tyson Williams would have been – even just one of them would have been out, I think Cantor would have been a really good value. Uh, people were a little bit concerned about the minutes last game, and he ended up playing 25, I think. You know, there's – I think he probably plays less today. Um, I don't know how many less. The the rotation here is really confusing. Um, I have him at 25, 24 minutes here today, and that's with uh, with those guys active. So I probably have Cantor around the same amount of minutes. So at that point, I probably have some interest in Cantor. But the guy I'm getting to most for Boston is Marcus Smart. I think he's just at a position where, you know, I'm not necessarily working to go all the way up, you know, at Harden. So uh, I think Smart's going to play 35, 36 minutes. And he's fairly priced, especially on FanDuel, 6'5". Like you said, not necessarily a value, but uh, I think he's fairly priced. But D'Angelo Russell's the main guy in this game for me, uh, especially on DraftKings, where he's only 8K. I think he has a lot of upside in this one. Nobody, I don't think anybody's going to really want to play him because it is a tough matchup. But uh, I think it's a really uh, – especially if you're going to play one of these guys, if you're going to play Tatum or Kemba or I guess even even Jalen Brown or Cantor even, I think it does make a lot of sense to bring it back with D'Lo. Yeah, that's sort of my thought process. But playing Russell, play one of the guys on Boston. Uh, we have questions loading up in chat. Got six minutes or so before we step aside and get out of here and make way for uh, – we got crunch time. And Andy, I believe JSU and Roth, of course, as well too. You guys are pre-members. Thank you guys all have to lock. If there's any late breaking news, they will tell you how to adjust on the fly. We're doing a little screen share, too. Let's go ahead and tell you. Well, I'm going to hit the refresh. and Let's see what Andy's core plays are. I wonder who Andy is his core plays. I would imagine he's going he's gonna to have Cat in there now. And he is, along with that. This is site-specific what? for what it's worth. Yeah. He's got Al Farouk Amino. Let's have that, that conversation because I don't want to play him. Uh, I, I don't know if I'm going to need to. I, I don't want to either, him. but during this show, as I multitask sometime, I ended up with – a when lot you're of him. me. Yes, during the times where I was ignoring Dean, he made it into a lot of my lineups. I'm not terribly happy about it. It is what it is. There's too many moderately high-priced guys that I absolutely love. Where he is now a guy that's in most of my lineups. Kyle, I'm not sure if you're taking a look as far as our ownership projection. As of right now, Amino is our highest-priced ownership. That's that's ridiculous. He's so terrible. Uh, but it doesn't he's matter. Priced- he's going to get minutes, and he's cheap. Yeah, I know, but there's so many other guys that are – I just don't think it's necessary. But, again, I may end up with that in, in my lineup begrudgingly. So I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't want to play him. Put my foot down. Uh, then there's Teague and Cat and Draymond and SGA and all these guys who talk about Beal, Harden, uh, and Covington. Anybody sort of pop there as far as, uh, you know, you want to be over or underweight the field? Um, as far as Aminu, you know, I, I guess Grant does kind of make a point, especially when you consider positional scarcity. For me, at power forward – I don't really like Davis. It's pretty much Sabonis and Covington for me. And, you know, I'm going to have multiple lineups. Oh, and then I'll have a little bit of Tucker as well. So I guess I could see Aminu making his way into a few of my lineups because of, you know, he's going to be really cheap. He should see 25 to maybe 30 minutes. Probably not 30, maybe 28. Um, so I guess I don't hate that. I guess the guy that I would want to be overweight of the guys you just mentioned would be 
uh, Teague, especially if, you know, news is late. So say, especially if you're playing on FanDuel, I'm going to take the risk and go with, with Teague, try to be overweight on him and hope that people um, don't plug him into the lineup, assuming he might not make the starting lineup. And uh, yeah, so I guess I'm going to try to be overweight on Teague. If that news doesn't come out, and if it does, um, I'm probably still going to try to be overweight on Teague. Lightning round, boys. Lots of questions loaded up in here in chat. Many are from from, uh, from the old YouTube. If you guys are watching us on YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe. Much appreciate that uh, in the old analytics. Uh, like, caress, smash, uh, do whatever you have to do to the like button. Don't hit it like uh, what like Mason got hit the other day. Don't do that. You'll probably break your laptop. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. We didn't even get into that today. That was- Grant did that to me in San Diego, and nobody had an outrage about that. What? Well, it was a yeah. golf club, and you deserved it. I need the backstory. Of this little <laughs> that that actually I don't think that happened. This is no, lightning <laughs> round. Lightning round, Grant. You go first. Cat and Braun. I'm sorry, Cat or Braun? Cat. Uh, Kyle, you just gave your thoughts on Aminu. Uh, let me give you this one. Kojo or a Kogi? Eesh. Kojo. Uh, Grant, you're up next. Chandler and LBJ versus Sabonis and Covington. Sabonis Covington. Do you agree with that, Kyle? Yeah. Uh, because they asked for Kyle specifically. Shocking. Like anybody but Grant can answer this question. <laughs> Kyle, Teague or Connolly? Uh, Teague. Grant, pivot uh, Gobert off of a. Would you pivot to Gobert from the cat chalk? I pivot to Drummond. Yeah, I would do that first as well, too. Uh, Kyle, twofer, IT2 with Culver or SGA and Troy Brown? Uh, the first one. Grant, Tucker or Bielitsa for tournaments? Um, Tucker. Aminu and Towns or Tucker and Gobert Fandle? Uh, first one. Uh, cheapest viable shooting guard on Fandle. I'm going to ask this to you, Kyle, because you're playing more in there. The cheapest viable shooting guard? Yeah. Um, for cash. I get, I guess Travion Graham or Ben, Ben McLemore. I prefer Graham over McLemore though. Grant, you got Drummond or Westbrook for cash? Uh, strangely enough, Westbrook. Uh, rate Brogdon, Delo, uh, and Beal. Kyle. Um, sorry, can you repeat that? I thought it was for Grant. Yeah, uh, Beal, Brogdon, and Delo. I guess that's Russell. Uh, rate those three guys. How do you prioritize? Um, Brogdon, Delo, Beal. Grant, two for Tucker and Covington versus Sabonis and Aminu. I hate, hate it, but it's the second one. This is for Sexy Kyle from One Man Go. Oh, man. <laughs> Who is your conviction play tonight? Um, the Malcolm Brogdon and Demonis Sabonis connection. I'll go with two of them. I don't know how to answer this, Grant. Kemba or, or Harden? Kemba. But, yeah, it's Westbrook over Kemba. Uh, any, is there any layman truthers out there? Yeah, he's not a terrible play. Yeah, but you're not. Are you playing him? Yeah. A little bit, I think, but it's not Sprinkle. a ton. Uh, on oh, Fandle, <laughs> Kyle, on Fandle, Sabonis or Beal? I know it's different Sabonis. positions. Uh, that, that's probably a lineup construction question more than anything, isn't it? Yeah, probably. But for me, I, I love Donovan Mitchell. So I can save, I think, like 700 bucks or something and then play Sabonis and then have that savings for another position. So I would uh, – I mean, that saving could get you from drumming to cat. So I prefer Sabonis. Grant, give me your favorite salary saver tonight. Covington. Is that cheap yeah. enough? Uh, I think so. Tyson I think Chandler, Aminu, those three. Depending yeah. on which you, what threshold you have. 
I just don't know if I want to play Tyson Chandler, but I understand why people are playing him, and I may land on him anyway. we got to step aside and get out of here. Kyler gave us, gave us conviction plays. Grant, you give me a conviction play. Give me a hot take. And now if this goes well, it's going to go viral on Twitter, especially <laughs> if I laugh at it and make fun of it. But go ahead. Westbrook, <laughs> Outsbrook, Gores, both Towns and Harden. Okay. That's ambitious. Uh, Kyle, you want to re- reiterate yours? Um, I put it in the expert survey, but I'll just reiterate it. Brogdon and Sabonis combined for a hundred uh, Fanduel points. That's not that's not bold. That's going yeah, to happen. That's lukewarm. Oh, okay, fine. One hundred and twenty. There, there we go. go. That's, that's, that's ridiculous. That's, that's correct, right. but a little bit bold. <laughs> Kyle <laughs> Grant, stay tuned for Crunch Time and Jury Weekend. Uh, thanks again to Fantasy Draft for sponsoring the show. We do also want to mention one last time: the Yahoo free roll is going down this weekend. You can get one hundred and fifty lineups uh, in that free roll by using the RG. Lineup HQ, which is free both Saturday and Sunday for football. That's the show. We're out of here. Holler. Thank you.